Hi yogis, welcome back to another episode of uh, Run Yogi Diaries. This is your host Santosh Shiva. I hope you had a wonderful week and you also got some time to play, swim, bike, run, whatever is your thing. Every week I bring you conversations with people who are on a journey of well-being and endurance. I hope they spark some possibility in you, leave you with some tips and perhaps some inspiration to perspire. In the house today is someone who has a fascinating story of despising sports during her growing up years to now embracing her inner athlete through marathons and triathlons. And additionally, she is effectively using endurance sports for self-care and mental wellness. We get behind the scenes on how it all started, how it scaled, key lessons along the way that can be valuable to our listeners and where she is headed next in the journey. Let's welcome Mona Raichoti. Hey Mona, welcome to Ran Yogi Diaries. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, you. Uh, you know, known your parents uh, because uh, of of our uh, common. We live around the same area, and uh, they're a great uh, inspiration for me. And when I heard about your own personal uh, endurance journey, uh, you know, uh, and that's how we got connected, right? So really uh, excited to have you on the show. Um, so while before we jump in, uh, I'll let you do a quick personal introduction, and then we'll get started. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Mona Riot Chodi. Uh, I live in New York City now. I've been living in New York for the last fifteen years. But my parents, I lived in Texas maybe since I was thirteen. I didn't grow up there. I was actually born in Pennsylvania. We moved, it's a long story, but we did move around. Mm-hmm. A lot, but I lived Texas, like Southeast Texas, since I was 13. But I've been living in New York the last um, 15 years, uh, so this is my home now. And but my parents live in the woodlands, and yeah. Um, yeah. I work as a graphic designer. And I work for Bank Street College of Education. It's a graduate school for careers in early education. So I've been a creative professional um, for over two decades now. Wow, that's 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 so uh, that's so nice. Uh, so you're a New Yorker, all yeah, right? <laughs> Terrific. Um, so you know, uh, you you you're a marathoner. You you know you you've been running for a while. Uh, you're also a, a, you know you also done a half iron. Uh, so fascinating. And also you've used uh, uh, endurance as a way of uh, self care and well being in yeah. in from a mental health point of view. So we want to get into all of that. But before that let's maybe get into a bit of a flashback like how did it all start uh, how did running and endurance kind of really uh, present itself in your life so when i was growing up i was not athletic at all i hated anything with physical activity i hated sports my parents would have loved me to be into sports like they were trying to get me to do soccer my dad was trying to get me to play tennis like some physical activity i just hated i was not a great athlete i was not coordinated I just hated any team sports because I was always picked last on the playground or at school. When we had to do gym class in school, I had I hated it because they, they were not friendly. The instructor, gym teachers yeah. were never nice. Other kids, students were never nice if you were not good. So it was just not fun um, then. So I, I just stayed indoors, like to read books, watch TV or do puzzles, just any indoor, I do art projects. So I didn't get into any of that when I was younger, just high school. I hated gym. We had a, had a really nasty gym teacher too. So she was very mean. I couldn't run a lap. So I really just had this, like, I was never fun, anything physical activity. So I didn't do it growing up. 
I guess when I was became an adult, I realized it was important to have some kind of fitness. So I did join the gym, but I just did the elliptical. I didn't do anything strenuous, just something to keep moving. But then I don't know, like when I moved to New York, I live in the Upper West Side near Central Park. And when I would, I love to go to the park. Like that's one of my favorite places in the city. And just going to the park, you see a lot of runners, people running. And it just looked something, and I saw them, they looked just very free. Like they looked like they didn't have a care, whatever like was going on in their lives. They were just letting it out, just running. It just looked something like I was, I thought maybe I should try this. I didn't like running, but they looked like they were, even though they looked like they were pushing hard, they looked like they were enjoying it. And it was something inspired. Then I just learned more, like then the New York City Marathon, it finishes the finish. I didn't really know much about what a marathon was. I just knew it was this race that's 26.2 miles. I didn't realize how big, but when I was living, you know, living in this area, the finish line is right here and I would see it. I would see it finishing see all the runners with their medals wrapped in foil. I would go and spectate like every year before I was really running. It would just be inspiring to go at the like by near the finish and spectate, watch them. And I thought, well, one of these days, I wonder if I can be somebody who does this. Mm -hmm. And um, just also seeing everyday runners in the park, I just thought my first goal is maybe let me try to run a mile without stopping. That was how it just started is I want to be a runner and, because I could never do this growing up. I wanted to prove something to myself. So my big, my just, it started with just trying to run a mile. And that took me a long time to run a whole mile without stopping. But that was my goal is just get to that. If I can run a mile. Fascinating. You know, uh, for the, for parents who, uh, you know, who dis, who are at sometimes a dismay that their children are not athletic or pursuing athletics, uh, you know, you are, you are providing hope now because, hey, you know, so what? You didn't do it in school. There's always uh, adulthood to catch up on things that you couldn't do when you were uh, studying. So, 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 that, that's, uh, so that's awesome. Yes. And, um, and how did the marathon bug uh, <laughs> hit you? I guess, you know, I just tried running just to short, just to do a mile. My first goal is just make sure I can do a mile, work my way up to a 5K. And then I started meeting other people who did marathon. Like, no, I wasn't really, didn't have, wasn't part of a running community just yet, but I had friends who were doing races, marathons, and I was always inspired, like they're doing it. And um, I just wanted to start maybe 5K, 10K, just slowly start. And I know my first few, like short, even shorter races, even with a 5K, I had to stop and walk a few times. Like I couldn't run, even though it was only 3.1 miles. I still had to walk, take a couple of walk breaks. I was still building that endurance. But then it was in 2011, a good friend of mine did the New York City Marathon. It was her first marathon. A few of our friends, we all went to cheer her all over. We were different points around the course. We went around to cheer. And she challenged me and said, well, I think you can do it one day, one year. Like, I want to see you do it. So three years later, it was me. I was doing it, and all of my friends, those friends, were cheering me. Um, so that's how it happened. And I, I was just always seeing, just I was inspired by seeing how huge this marathon was, and it was something. Yeah. It was you know, it's televised on TV too. You see it on TV, broadcasted. And I thought this is like the biggest marathon. I want to be part of this one day. I want to do it. I've seen it. I want to be one of these people who's doing it. Yeah. And so when uh, your friend, uh, or, you know, either well, whatever, either she challenged you or she provoked you to think about it, either ways we can look at it. So did you just kind of um, sign up immediately or, you know, what happened after that? I with a half marathon. I signed up for a half in Central Park. It was a woman's half. So there's in April, there's um, a race, a half marathon that's just for women. 
And I signed up for that as my first. And she just said, I'll do it with you. And I was a lot, you know, I could still was run walking. I wasn't able to mm -hmm. fully run the whole distance. But she said, that won't worry. I said, I don't want to slow you down because she's a lot faster. Um, mm -hmm. But she said, it's okay, I'll, st I'll run, stay with you. And she it took me a long time to finish it. But she stayed with me at a stop a few times. And I finished it. She stayed with me. And it, I never forgot that because I, I actually wanted her to go. I kept feeling bad the whole time I'm slowing you down. You, can, you could have been finished an hour ago. But you know, when I did a half, and I realized even though it, it took me, I, just stopped, I still did it. I said, if I can yeah. do the half, I can work my way up to doing the full. So it was in 2013 I did my first half. And then 2014, that's when I did uh, my first uh, the New York City. The other thing is to the New York City Marathon, if you're a, a local, if you live in the tri-state area, you can do nine. Mostly it's a lottery, the New York City, to get in. Mm -hmm. But if you live in the area, you have the advantages if you do nine New York Roadrunner races and volunteer for one. They call it the nine plus one program. You can get entry for the next year. So in 2013, okay. I did nine uh, races and volunteered. So I had to get entry for 2014. So I didn't have to nice. enter the lottery. Nice. And how long did you train for the first marathon after you finished your half? I think I did a uh, New York Roadrunner. They had a 20 week uh, beginner program uh, okay. online. So I followed that, but I kept Right, you know, after I did the half, I don't think I really followed a formal training plan for my first half, and I should have done it. I think it would have been better mm -hmm. if I had. So I learned that some big lesson I learned is follow some kind of plan. Uh, but yeah. I just did like a few races and just did a run, just different distances. But then I did a, more of a training plan for my first uh, um, marathon. Yeah, and and thank you to your friend, uh, whoever uh, she yeah, is. Do you want to thank her? Yes, thank you, Selena. Thank you. You Selena. inspired me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you, you get one person to a finish line. Look at the difference she's made to you. Yes. And, and and then you went, you did the New York Marathon and then you did 17 after that, right? So you, yes. you went on yes. and kept yes. doing it. Yes. So it got addicting. So, uh, how, go ahead. It became very addicting. Once you did one, it just, you know, you just never forgot that feeling that you wanted. It was so painful to do it, but then it just was such a great feeling that I wanted to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can resonate with that because <laughs> I, mm -hmm. uh, I for you know for the twenty the 23rd mile, uh, I think for I don't know how many marathons I've said I'll never do this again, but <laughs> I keep go back going back and signing for it again because when you finish that when you cross that finish line, it's life changing. You I know, think for uh, me, when I keep signing up for something is there's some I want to have some goal to focus on. Hmm. not just my work yeah. not just you know i do have my job but then i want something else that's to focus and i feel like when i have that goal it gives me something to a goal and like yeah. coming and that something to focus yeah yeah no that that that's a great point actually and that's a i would say a key takeaway from a you know for the viewers who are listening to this uh you know a lot of times people might do the one marathon and it's end of the you know end of the uh, road for them but the the trick is to keep another goal sign up for another marathon mm -hmm. and it just allows you it yeah. gives you i in my opinion it gives you motivation to get up in that yeah. every day do that run do that training so it also has a major impact your lifestyle it's not just a one event yes. and done kind of a thing so you know great great point there and great takeaway right yeah. so um you know it's 2021 so it's been like almost 8 years that you've been up to this you've done about 17 um any defining moments for you in these 17 plus marathons you've done in terms of change, uh, how it's changed you? I feel 
like every one, every marathon, there was some story. Each one had like, there is some special memory. I think one of my favorite ones, like, so my New York is always one I'll be partial to because it's my city. I live here. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a big, it's huge, you know, the crowd support. It's just really, you know, it's just huge. Just a big party, just everybody, like spectators cheering. So that'll always mm-hmm. be the one that's dear to me. The other one, this is also a close, uh, I don't know, there's a toss up between both of them, but I, my other favorite was London. Um, London was like I did the I did it twice now I was lucky to do it twice 2017 and 2019 and that was special because that was a marathon I did through a charity like so it was one a time when I feel like I wasn't just running for myself I uh, fundraised for the Outward Bound Trust so it provides like low-income children opportunities to do outdoor learning classrooms outdoors and confidence building skills life skills which is important for mental health for development so I was doing so that also helped me because I know everybody who supported me. I wanted to really make it count, make it special, and it was my first time to do a marathon outside of the U.S. So mm. it was also special, and I went by myself. I didn't, you know, normally the U.S. marathon in New York City, especially, I will have some kind of cheering. You know, I have somebody here with me to cheer, run with me. This time I was just by myself. I don't know anybody in London, but the crowd support was, you know, that just got me through it. It was just like New York, the energy. And I didn't, it didn't, I didn't, like felt like I had that whole city like, there cheering. And I, it was just spectacular, the course. And for me, it was, a def- no, I don't really think too much, focus too much on time. But it was, mm. for me, I broke the five hours. Um, I was under five. And that was a big moment for me at the marathon. And I used to not really, when I started running, I just wanted to finish. My goal with races was just to finish, not focus. But once I started doing more, then I started having some, wanted to try to have a time goal. And that was for me when I was actually able to, when I was able to do it. So it was special. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And I want to do call out uh, one important point here that you mentioned, which is, uh, you know, there's some folks who run, who are competitive, you know, want to get faster in, and, and Hey, that's, that's great, but it doesn't have to be like that no. for everyone. Right. No. Uh, because you can still go out there, do those marathons, uh, you know, and, do it at your pace and it's still a huge difference to your health you know your lifestyle you feel great about it so that's a great uh, great point and i just want to call that out because there's always a misnomer especially for folks who are kind of new to this who are trying thinking about it is it intimidates a lot of people to say oh my god you know uh, i can't run that fast or i can't you know I- do that much right I felt like that when I started running because I was so slow. Like I just felt like mm. I can't, my friend, everybody's faster. One thing I learned is the running community is the most supportive community I've ever mm. met, found because they're really fast runners and there are a lot of slower. So I have friends who can run the marathon in under three hours. And I have mm-hmm. friends who take over seven hours. They're all running the mm. same distance. Everybody, it's just very inclusive. Very, you see people when you're running races, all abilities, all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Doesn't like yes, it's fine. Like I feel like any competition I have is with myself, not with anybody else. But I used to feel like oh, I'm like insecure when I first started. Is I can't run. I shouldn't. I you know I first half few many half marathons. I took over three hours, and I and but there are people who've run many half marathons who over three hours are still running the same distance as somebody who's running it under two hours. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I used to think, and I think well, the running community—they're very inclusive, very supportive. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful word. Inclusive. Yes, very. No, everybody's supporting. Right. Nobody's judging anybody else's time or pace. So I feel like just run your own race right at your own pace. Yeah, yeah, 
No, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's uh, uh, again. I would. I like to kind of just mm-hmm. over overstate that because mm-hmm. for people who are listening to this, uh, who are uh, you know who have similar concerns, hey, you know, don't get overwhelmed with who is faster than you. Look at where you are and what's next for you. And yes. and 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 like you said, inclusive keyword, beautiful. That's, that's a lovely word. Uh, hey, the world is trying to be inclusive, but the running community is already inclusive. So yes. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> Absolutely. So you you know you you got just you got the marathon bug. You got the running bug. You had a beautiful community that uh, became a part of your life, mm-hmm. and then you chose to also jump into the world of triathlons. Yes. Uh, so how did that happen? It just felt like the next challenge, and I had friends who were runners who were also doing triathlons, and then. That was something, you know, when you see, you have a friend who you see doing it, you're inspired. Oh, maybe this can, I can do marathon. Now when I proved I can, well, I had a few marathons under my belt. I proved but to myself, well, I can do a marathon. Maybe this can be my next challenge. And that was a much bigger challenge because I barely knew how to swim. And I hadn't ridden a bike in over two decades. Like I could do the running part, but I'm like, I didn't know if I could do the swim or the bike. So it was just the next challenge is having to relearn how to do both. Yeah. And which which uh, year and which one did you sign up for? So the first one I did was uh, 2016. I did the, uh, it was a New York City triathlon, which is right here. It's, the swim is in the Hudson, and then there's a bike ride, like 24-mile bike um, ride along the West Side Highway, and then you finish the run in Central Park. It's a 10K, so it's Olympic distance. I know there are many different triathlons. Yeah. I started with the sprint first, like a shortness of much like a shorter distance in Long Island with my triathlon. I joined a triathlon club. So that mm-hmm. was our beginner race, was a sprint. And then many of us did the New York City try, the Olympic distance after. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. So I'm in I'm in the in the middle of uh, I have a first triathlon next weekend. Oh, and oh, uh, it, yeah, it's been an interesting journey getting yes. to learn to swim, right? So let's talk about that a little bit. So how was that for you? Uh, did you go find a coach or did you already know some swimming or was it like completely from ground zero? I mean, I did know how to swim. I hadn't done, been in a pool in a long time. I knew how to swim. So I, when I was growing up, I just it took me a long time to learn how to swim because I think I was mm. just afraid of the water. My mm-hmm. parents would make me take swimming classes at the YMCA when I was a kid. And I kept failing the beginner class because I was just afraid to be in the water I was afraid mm-hmm. to do it. I don't know if it was I just couldn't swim. I was just afraid to go whenever they told me, instructors told me to go out and like swim. I couldn't, I was just afraid so I'd stay by the wall. So I kept failing. Um, I don't know how many times I failed to begin our club. Like, but I remember like friends were all, and my brother, they were all going to the intermediate and advanced and I had to keep repeating the beginner. But there was a time finally when I just went and I was in the pool and I realized, oh, I can swim, I can float. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was afraid of. But I was never a strong swimmer, but I didn't swim much. I think if I was ever in the pool, I would just hung out in the pool, but I didn't actually swim laps. But I hadn't been because I don't have like access to a pool. So I had to, that's another thing. I had to join a gym that had one. Um, but I had I knew I figured I can swim, but I don't think I'm very strong and I don't know about open water. But I, when I decided I'm going to do a triathlon, I took went back to take a beginning swim class. Hmm. And it helped me with some of my stroke and technique. Mm-hmm. Um, like the instructor, he was good about telling me little small things to do, just like to be more. I still wasn't fast, but at least I realized, okay, if I can at least swim laps, I can yeah. probably I can do the triathlon. Um, so I continued to do that. Took the just a, a class, then joined a gym that had a pool, so I could have a place to train. 
Then I think the biggest challenge once is the open, getting to the first open water swim. Mm-hmm. That was a big, I had a big panic because that's very different from the pool, like being in yeah. a wetsuit. And then, you know, when you're in the pool, you see, you know, when you're swimming laps, you see the wall at the end. You have something to yeah. swim to. Open water when you're out there, it's very scary. Uh, so I did my, I joined a triathlon club because I needed some kind of place. I didn't know anything about triathlon. I needed something like uh, a group, um, some coaching. That really helped me because a lot of logistics, not just with the training, but just a lot of logistics about triathlon with transitions. Mm-hmm. About So that really helped. That made a big difference. And I'm yeah. still part of the club. I'm still trained with them. But yeah, we did, yeah. they did an open water clinic and that helped me. But then when we did, I did my first sprint triathlon. I did have a big panic in the, when I had like did the swim, but I was mm-hmm. lucky the lifeguard actually stayed with me. I floated on my back the whole time, but I finished. She helped me stay uh, so I could just float. So I knew where I was going. Once I was almost done with the swim, she says, okay, you're almost at the shore. You can turn over and run out. So yeah. Um, that was like the one time I did have that panic, but then once I had it, I never had it again. Then lovely, you know that's uh, that's good. And for folks who are listening to this, and especially a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, a lot of us with the uh, you know Indian heritage uh, haven't, at least in my generation, haven't really learned swimming. Um, uh, and at least in the kids here now get to learn swimming when they're young. But um, so a lot of there's a lot of mental uh, block. Uh, Mm-hmm. in my generation at least where uh, because you've not swam it's is it too late I, I think this is a great example um, I can say for myself and from your example as well you can learn swimming and you can mm-hmm. go out there will be a fear factor but you can overcome it yes uh, so so that's great, great takeaway and how was the swimming in the Hudson River Hudson for the first time that must have been fun uh, it's actually a very fast swim because of the current there's a current okay. that goes downstream. You swim at the current. So it's actually, it's the part I panicked about the most um, with the triathlon. But that was actually, the ended up being the easiest part of the race because it is very fast. Um, so okay. it's definitely like, um, that was one of the easier ones. Uh, because So it's like, as long as you have the current. So two, two times I've done it. We had a good current, so it was helpful. It's not the clear. I don't like to think about what's in the Hudson. I'd rather not think about that, but it's quick. It is a quick swim. Yeah, makes sense. Yes. Don't want to know what's in what's below you. I don't you. want to know what's below, but it was actually it was a part of the race that ended up being the quickest. Yeah. And then um, you went on to do the uh half iron 70.3. Yes. Uh, and where was that? So, I don't th- I actually had done the three half iron there were three I attempted but two actually finished. The first half iron was in Lake Placid. And that mm. was, it was a beautiful course. It's just, uh, you know, and looking back, not exactly a beginner friendly course because it's, the swim was fine. It was a lake swim. It was very calm. So it was actually one of my better swims because it was calm. Sometimes an ocean swim or river can be very choppy, mm. but this was a calm swim. The problem I had a, a hard time with the bike because it's a very hilly bike course with Ironman races. Um, they're like, they're very strict on cutoff times. And then I ended up um, like getting cut off with a bike. So I couldn't finish the race. And, but I feel, you know, it, it was discouraging, but then I just, you know, I signed up for another, you know, my, with a lot of encouragement from, you know, my peers, they said, just, you know, it's your first time, not your last, try another one. That was just a very tough course. And I think if it were not such a hilly course, I would have finished it. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't have yeah. been cut off. So I learned, I had a DNF, but I learned from it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I, I agree. And I think for me, uh, in, in just, 
I'm just starting my triathlon journey and I can uh, share that swimming did seem to be the first mental block mm-hmm. uh, but cycling seems to be my second mental block not because of not being able to bicycle you can do you can cycle but yes. the thing is uh, especially uh, Houston is a flat land so you yes. don't get to train too much on hills and uh, it's a different it's a different skill set to be a good cyclist uh, uh, so running still seems to be the comfort yes. zone right when especially when you come from the world of running yeah. But you know, like I had the demon when I had that first tie happen. That, but then I did. I signed up for the Texas Half Iron in Galveston. That's a flat course. I finished that. So I realized, you right. know, what I did. It doesn't. I can still do a half iron. That just was a hard course. Then I did Maine in 2019. I did the Maine Half Ironman. So I was able mm-hmm. to go on to finish two of them. So my first one was one I couldn't finish. Yeah. yeah. But nice. Yep. Terrific. Awesome. So uh, another important topic that I do want to uh, talk about is mental health, right? Yeah. And, and how you're, um, you know, leveraging your fitness journey and endurance into self-care and uh, mental well-being. So um, give us a sense of that. So I do struggle with anxiety and depression. And uh, I found that just having any kind of fitness helps manage it. It makes mm-hmm. me feel, it's not, I wouldn't say it's ever a substitute, but it definitely helps manage. It makes me feel better just to run, to just move, have some movement. It clears my head. It makes yep. me, like helps me release some stress, like whatever anxiety I'm feeling. It makes me feel good about myself. I think those are important. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, you know, once you've run, sometimes there are times I just don't want to run or I don't want to bike or swim. Mm-hmm. Like there are times you can make an excuse. I don't want to do it. But then once I do it, I feel different. I feel great that I feel I accomplished something. I did this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. No, that that makes sense. And and I think uh, why mm-hmm. uh, I believe this uh, topic is important is because um, I think mental health is something people don't openly talk about. Um, you know, it's always uh, hush hush, and it's changing now a lot more. Mm-hmm. And especially in our community, it's yes. a lot more mm-hmm. hush hush. And um, uh, but I think we're all coming to realization that hey, just like physical health, mental health is equally Yes, uh, a health issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is, it's it needs to be addressed. Uh, you need to get professional help, and also having an active lifestyle makes a big difference. Just yes, like physical health, right? It does. So, so yeah, I go just ahead. make time for it. You know, I hear a lot of people say, I hear this all the time, and it's easy to make this saying, I just don't have time for it. You know, you say what you've got going on in your mm-hmm. life, I don't have time. But I feel like it's something you have to make time for. Like just mm-hmm. to get, you know, you can say I'm busy at work, I have all of this, but then I feel like I have to at least make an hour of your day to just do this for your physical, mm-hmm. for your running or whatever your any kind of, it doesn't have to be running, it can be any physical activity. Maybe it's a Zumba class, maybe it's playing tennis, something, whatever you enjoy. I feel like just yeah. making time, you know, if you have a doctor's appointment for a physical checkup, you would cancel, you know, you'll mm-hmm. make time to do that. Like yeah, something like absolutely. that. So it's the same thing with your, with um, having, getting your workout. It's something yeah, you just well have said. to make in uh, your schedule and it'll make a big difference. I like to do it for me, like getting my run. I prefer to do it first thing in the morning. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I do it, my head, you know, I feel like my day is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some of the stress I'm feeling, like anxiety, I feel like it is, like I get, it relieves a little bit of it. That if Absolutely. I can get this done, then I can face the day. I can do this now. Okay. Now, in terms of lifestyle changes and food, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's another question uh, I, you know I get uh, uh, very often, especially from the Indian American community, in terms of 
you know, hey, uh, most a lot of the literature in food and nutrition is very Western food oriented. Uh, so did you have to struggle through this while you were building your fitness journey? Or have you kind of stuck to mostly, uh, you know, traditional Indian diet and kind of customized it? Give us a sense of how you do it. I grew up in the U.S. I didn't really ever stick to a fully Indian diet. I mean, maybe mm. at home. Like maybe when I'm home, yes, my parents, my mom cooks Indian food. But I feel like just growing up, we had both. We didn't have really stick yeah. only to Indian food. And I didn't really, I don't know, growing up, I just ate whatever my mom cooked. I don't think I had. Um, but I guess when I was my on my own, I make some... I make whatever since I'm one person, I'm a single person. I don't spend hours making elaborate Indian meals because it's, I'm just, for me, I can't, you know, all the ingredients. I, so I'm, I cook whatever more is easy um, to yeah. cook just for one person, just because I don't like to have to buy too many ingredients to spend too much time. And I eat everything. I don't have any strict, I'm not a vegetarian, so I eat everything. Uh, so I eat, I, like, I can do easy Indian recipes or like just simple Western recipes, but I try to eat like a, like more lean meat, like a lot of fish. Mm. And then mm-hmm. vegetables, and I eat everything in moderation. I don't believe in ever cutting anything. I still like to have yeah. carbs. Um, I don't believe in cutting. You know, some people say cut dairy, cut carbs. I don't believe yeah. in cutting any food groups. I say eat, every, but in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I try to eat like healthy, like salmon, like tilapia, then like side mm-hmm. of veggies and so, or some brown rice. And that and that's worked for you in, in your training and stuff, right? Yes. I mean, I have a weakness. I do have a sweet tooth. So like, mm. you know, like, but I feel like you can just have a little bit moderation. Don't cut anything out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes um, sense. That's good. I understand. I know the challenge. I know with an Indian diet, sometimes if you're vegetarian, I know like the challenge is getting protein. Um, mm. I have a lot of friends, not in Indian, but any, like, a lot of Western friends who are vegetarian, yeah. who are runners. A lot of them say like a lot of tofu that helps them, lentils. Like you find some protein, quinoa, that helps yeah. them a lot with getting the protein because I know that's a challenge. With the, with the yeah. Indian diet. Right, absolutely. And and um, so have you kind of discovered most of this yourself or do you do you refer to a particular author or a book or a methodology in, in your nutritional planning? Uh, there's an author, so Shalene Flanagan, she was the winner in 2017. She was the first American a woman to win the New York City Marathon in over 40 mm. years. And she wrote a cookbook with her nutritionist that came okay. out in 2018. It's called... Um, cook slow, eat slow, run fast. And it's got mm-hmm. some great recipes. And I found many of those. I like her muffins. She has this thing called the superhero muffins. That's been my mm-hmm. go-to for my breakfast. Um, it's got almond meal, oats, honey, apple, carrots, walnut. Like, um, but it's, so it's really great. And then it helps me like the fuels for my um, pre-workout. And okay. then she's got some other dishes. Like there's a pasta and sardine dish that I really like with pesto. Mm-hmm. And then... She has a lot of vegetarian, like, because I know some of my vegetarian friends, they like her cookbook too, because there's some vegetarian friendly meals in there. So that's one yeah. of the cookbooks I like. The other thing is I follow um, just more for maintenance, but I did a Weight Watchers program uh, okay. a few years ago. I like it because it just teaches me portion control. I don't mm. feel like I've ever had really bad habits eating. It's more mm. I needed to watch portion control. I think one thing I learned is just because, you know, as a runner athletes, we need to have extra calories just not that much more not more than you know we i think we forget that you don't earn as many as you think like any extra food so i think it's just more to maintain like how many how much you can eat versus how much you're burning so it helps you with a yeah. portion yeah, i feel yeah. everything in moderation like i don't feel like ever uh cutting out anything yeah yeah well said well said yes. I'm, I'm right now working on it because i've been training 
the last three months and I gained weight. And, uh, and I realized that it's got to no, do with portion control. That helps. I think a lot of marathon runners say, like, how come I'm running all of this? How come I'm training for marathon and I gain weight? And I think it's, yeah. we have to look at how much we're eating versus how much we're burning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is, I mean, for someone like me, I know that I have uh, enough stores <laughs> to mm-hmm. to burn off, even if I have less yes. calories in one particular yes. meal, I have enough stored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well said, well said. Good, good, good points uh, from a nutritional takeaway standpoint. So uh, what next on your horizon? What what are you working on so in right, your endurance? Yeah. Right now I'm doing, you know, I've taken a little break from racing because of the pandemic. Um, I didn't sign up for too many races. I didn't want a deal. I wanted just to make sure they were going to happen because there are some races still getting canceled. Hmm. Um, because, you know, even this year there's still, so I didn't want to sign up and then it get canceled. I was supposed to do the Tokyo Marathon in 2020 that got canceled. I'm not going to do it until it looks like 2023 now. So it's taking okay. it easy. I did the New York City Triathlon that came in November. I mean, not sorry, in um, July. So I was just getting okay. back to triathlon. And then for my next race, I did sign up for the Philadelphia Half Marathon. So I'm taking a little break this year from doing a full marathon. But I'm doing that as a, a half marathon as my goal race. Uh, for, yep. I want to see if I can just get a little bit, see how it goes just by focusing on a shorter distance. Yeah. Um, and then, but in the horizon, like maybe in the next two years, my goal is to build my way up to doing a full Ironman. Nice. Um, so that is my goal. Okay. That is, uh, that definitely is a, uh, worthwhile goal because that definitely will push you to the next level yes. in terms of volumes of training and, yes. uh, yeah. So we, we wish you uh, all the best in that and uh, we'll keep you, keep, yes. keep a track and we'll root for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get stronger. Like my goal in the next two years is just to work on getting stronger with the swimming and the mm-hmm. biking. Because like I mentioned, the Ironman do have cutoff times. And yeah. I know it's easy to train. You know, it, it, there's a good chance. I know people who do get caught. It, they're not as, um, you know, running races are more lenient about cutoffs. I think they're more let people, later uh, finishers come. Ironman, mm-hmm. you have a 17-hour time limit, but they do have cutoff points at each part, like the swim. You have to do it um, like in two hours and 20 minutes. There's a certain cutoff points in the bike course. I want to feel like I'm strong enough that I can make make sure I can get through those. And yep, then, yep. so. Yep, makes sense. Yes. Um, that th- those, are, those are worthwhile focuses to uh, focus on. Terrific. Hey, that was, uh, that was great. We, we covered quite a bit of ground we we spent time in where you started and you know your how the journey kind of scaled and where you're headed next um coming moving on to the next part of our conversation i have some i have a fun q a around that i have with my guests uh so you ready for that sure yes <laughs> okay uh, let's let's do that okay uh, my first question, and, and and this is related to something you already mentioned earlier on, which is that you have a sweet tooth, a sweet tooth. So my first question is, what's your favorite junk food? Oh, cookies, chips, both. Can I say two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you keep them away uh, at home, or you just bring them selectively on the weekends? Selective. I will. I keep if I know. Like, okay, example for Trader Joe's. There's a cheese curls that I bake cheese curls. I love. I don't buy them often because I know I'll eat the whole bag if I have them rather than just a few. So I keep like whatever I'm going to know I can just eat, stick to in moderation. Um, yeah, yeah. But like even for like a cookies, if I get a box of cookies, just eat one, don't eat the box. Just yeah, have one after yeah. each meal, like moderation. Yeah, yeah. 
It's all about self-control. Yes, yes. And what is your other favorite hobby? So I do arts and crafts. Hmm. Um, so it's, I, I don't do it as much as I live in a little apartment, but when I go visit my parents, I can spread out more room, like do mosaic work, paint. Um, so that's my other. And then other hobbies, read books. And then travel the world, except I haven't done that, obviously, with the, like the COVID, not done that, but those are my other hobbies. All right. So uh, you love to travel. So um, maybe that would be my next question. So once the travel opens up, and what would be your next destination you want to go to? Oh, so many. Um, I'd like to go to Argentina. Uh, I wanted to, That's what place been on my list. The other thing is I want to hike Machu Picchu. I right. want to go, but I want to actually do the full hike, the four-day Inca Trail. Right. Um, so right. build up that the fitness for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I can do it. I know a lot of people who are say they don't, are not, they never did any exercise before, and they were good, okay hiking. I feel like maybe I could, something I can probably do. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list too. Okay, great. Right um, you you said you you love to read books. Um, a book that. A recent book that you remember that uplifted you or changed your worldview? Oh, recent. There was one called The Midnight Library. If you know what, off the top, I can't remember the author. But that was a book because that actually is a great book about mental health. It mm. is about a woman who plans to take her life. She's a very depressed. So she writes about things, what her life, different um, journeys about what her life could have been. Stories mm -hmm. about, and realize, you know, it, it could have been something else, but it doesn't mean it was perfect. So each door, you know, you could have gone, like, you know, open a different door. It doesn't mean you'll definitely be happy. So it was a great, it made me think, it, you know, somebody, if you're going mental health, it was something that made me think a lot about, well, what if I did this instead? Would I really mm -hmm. have been happier? Lovely. Um, the last question that I have, which I ask all my guests is, um, if we made a, a movie out of your life, um, a, what genre would you put it in? And who would you like to play your character? Um, I think so. I guess I could say the comedy. If it's about running, there was this movie. I don't know if you saw Run, Fat Boy, Run. I don't know if you heard no. you saw that movie. It was, I don't remember what year, but it was about a per man. He was in London. It was about the London Marathon. Somebody not athletic. And it was his ex's new boyfriend challenges him to like run. He decides he's trying to compete with his uh, ex-girlfriend's new uh, man and then says he runs marathons I'm going to try it he's somebody not athletic it was hilarious I feel like that could be my story and who okay. any you know Mindy Kaling she's you know South Asian very quirky she's somebody yeah. who I admire a lot um, yeah, like, yeah just very funny yeah. just she's brilliant yes I yes uh, I, I love Mindy Kaling too mm -hmm. yeah yeah great great choice so yes. Mindy we sending a script your way mm -hmm. look in your inbox yes. <laughs> I feel like she's a lot like me. She's very quirky, very, can, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. You did well in the Q&A round. You learned mm -hmm. a few more things about you. Uh, hey, we're coming to kind of the uh, last part of our uh, kind of wrapping up here. Uh, I'd like to give you the last word. Uh, any final message you want to share with, your, with our audience? So uh, if any, you know, do any kind of physical activity, any, I think it's important just for physical and mental health. It doesn't have to be running, but just incorporate maybe something, find something you enjoy. You know, I hear a lot of people say, I just hate running. Find something you enjoy doing and try to stick with it. For people saying that I don't have time for this, I don't enjoy it. 
something, you know, like, so a Weight Watchers coach a long time ago said, if you hate, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I know it's important to eat vegetables, but I hate eating vegetables. She said, just find some vegetable you like, you know, there'll be something you mm-hmm. like. Same thing with some activity, find something, even if it's not running, find something you do like, and then stick yeah. with it. Other thing is, and also just enjoy the journey. Don't compare mm-hmm. yourself, your race, your pace. Don't think about how, like, just, um, just focus on yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing, how fast somebody else is. Just enjoy your moment. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful message. Uh, Mona, thanks a lot uh, Thank for you taking so your much. time out and, yeah, and sharing your journey. I'll let you go and have you uh, enjoy the rest of the day and wish to stay in touch. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. Bye-bye.